Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Gendel, and on today's magnificent episode, I'm speaking with the talented Sid Madge, author of Me in a Minute, 60 Ways to Improve Your Life in 60 Seconds. A brand strategist with over 30 years' experience, Sid has channeled his expertise to found the Me program, an initiative to help people understand and believe in themselves. It all began in 2009 when he chose to relocate from London to a remote corner of North Wales. He set himself a challenge to build his own branding agency in the middle of nowhere knowing no one. But it turned out that this was just the start of a bigger, even more exciting challenge. While running a workshop at a local school, Sid asked pupils to pick one word to describe themselves. The results were a real eye-opener. 15% used terms like freak, weirdo, and misfit. In fact, so many people of all ages had a negative self-image that Sid felt compelled to take action and the ME program was born. So if you're ready to learn how to improve your life in 60 seconds, then stay tuned for this episode of the Daily Authors Podcast with Sid Madge. Hey, by the way, if you're ready to write your book today, you can head on over to writeabookuniversity.com forward slash free and get a free four-lesson video course that'll help you on your journey to writing your book. Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. Thank you so much, Sid, for jumping in on the Daily Authors Podcast today. I'm so excited to talk to you about your book, Me in a Minute, 60 Ways to Improve Your Life in 60 Seconds. Thanks again, Sid, for jumping on the show. You're very welcome. All right, Sid. Well, before we start talking about your book, would you mind just telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and your work and what you've got going on right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm in my 50s. I uh, spent about 30 years of my life being a brand consultant and traveling around the world. I've lived in New York, London and Amsterdam, working for some of the biggest brand companies in the world. And I had a, well, I've had a fantastic career. It's been wonderful. Um, So I've been very fortunate. Awesome. Well, let's dive into your book, Sid. Uh, Could you just tell us a little bit more about your book? Sorry, Me in a Minute. What inspired you to write it and give us that 30,000 foot view? About five years ago, I was asked to do a talk at a school uh, not far from me in, in Wales, in the UK. And um, I used the same question that I used in business for years. So I'd ask companies, what one word would you use to describe yourself? And then we would then compare, you know, the comparisons of the stakeholder groups. So when I was doing a talk with kids to talk to them about, you know, being an entrepreneur and being in business. I used exactly the same question. So I asked them to describe themselves using just one word. Um, And the first lad that I asked uh, replied with the word weirdo. Now I thought he was being beautifully ironic. So I kind of, I I giggled, not at him, but just the beauty of the word. And um, I said to him, so come on, let's unpack that word. Why did you use it? And he said, well, he said, it's, it's, I'm not being ironic, Sid. I'm bullied. I don't like school. I don't fit in. And I kind of went, well, let's just hold that thought for the moment. I went around the rest of the class, about 20, 30 pupils in the class. And about 20% of them said freak and misfit and weirdo and abnormal. Now, I was shocked. I really was. It was kind of like, and and they really meant those words. And they were like 40, 15 years old. So I then, instead of talking to them about the wonderful world of business and how to be an entrepreneur and how to kind of, you know, get a higher life and all that kind of stuff, 
we talk to them about what it means to feel different and why do we feel different and why do we think the way that we do and i did a whole bunch of creative exercises on thinking and changing thinking and at the end of that one hour session we all agreed that we're all misfits and freaks and weirdos and what a wonderful world it is hmm. now from there i did a load of research and realized that suicide rates in the developed world are kind of going the wrong way self-harm I don't know, general feelings of anxiety, use of antidepressants, you know, overeating and everything else. And those stats are just horrific, you know, whatever part of the world you're in. Yeah. And I work for some of the biggest companies around the world with employee engagement, repositioning a brand and all the kind of the good stuff. So I thought, well, I surely I could develop some tools. And, and I started just working with kids who've been excluded from school and then working with the unemployed. And like, I don't know, uh, I think now we've had 2,200 people through the courses Anyway, last year I thought, you know, could I write a book to kind of help people change that thinking? Hence the title, you know, Me in a Minute. And each chapter is a one minute read. And each chapter just explores our thinking in a slightly different way with a practical exercise and a quote. And then literally just to take a minute. And that's why I wrote it, to kind of pass on all the great creative ideas that I've been developing over the last four or five years. Wow, amazing. Very insightful and uh, obviously very practical would you mind actually just stepping into one of those chapters or sections of the book that stands out that could give the listeners today some practical advice and tips that they could apply to their lives? Yeah, it's chapter nine and it's called The Magnificent 26. And it starts with a quote. Each of us has his own alphabet with which to create poetry. It's by Irving Stone. And the chapter is about the 26 letters of the alphabet. Now, when you have the English language, whether that's in the US or the UK, you get the same 26 letters as everybody else. And what I, amazes me is that you think of all the great literature, the poetry, the songs, the lyrics, are all written using those 26 magnificent words or characters, letters. And I just find them so inspiring. And every time I get stuck, I'll write the alphabet down and I know that the answer to whatever problem I'm thinking, whether that's writing or reading or whatever, is in that alphabet. And that is my favourite chapter of the first book. Ha, huh, very cool. I just wanted to ask if there was one thing the, the readers and listeners could take away from your book, what would you say that'd be? To take a minute to stop whatever it is that you're doing, however you're feeling, and just sit, whether it's in silence or in meditation or whatever, for just one minute. And it's really funny because a minute when you say it doesn't sound long, but when you sit down and you think for just one minute, you know, 60 seconds, yeah. it actually is quite a long time. And it's amazing by just taking that little pause moment within your day, you can really start to think and put things into perspective. So yeah, for me, it's to take a minute. Love that. Well, so let's talk a little bit more about your influences. Who has influenced you the most you feel in your life to be who you are today, to have the career you had, to be influencing people like you are today? <laughs> Lovely question. Um, I would say it's my dog. I've got a Springer Spaniel called Bilbo. And the thing, he's now 10 years old, and, and obviously he's been with me since he was sort of six, seven weeks old. And for me, it's the fact that whatever happens, he just wags his tail. And he's had some really hard operations in his time. He's got pins in his legs. And, you know, he's really been through the wars, but he just keeps going. And it's just incredible, that indomitable spirit that dogs and animals seem to have, that they'll, you know, whatever weather it is, he's like, yeah, come on, let's get out there. Let's have fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, attitude, I'm sure we could all learn from. Sid, I know a lot of times we learn from our failures we have in our life. Is there any particular failure you'd like to share today with the listeners? 
I got divorced um, 18, 19 years ago and was separated from my daughter, Lily. And that was the biggest lesson for me, really, throughout kind of my life is that, you know, family is the most important thing. And I mean, obviously, now I've got a, I've, you know, not, not got a new family. I've, I've just, you know, got, got more kids with, with somebody else. Yeah. And it really does bring it home that the years that I miss with her and I still kept in contact, you know, we, we still saw each other, you know, a lot. But I missed all those little moments of her life growing up. And she's now 21. She's at university. She's doing incredibly well. And she's a phenomenally clever young lady. But I do with my children now, every time I'm with Beatrice or I'm with Freddie, I just do miss that with Lily. And I've said it to her that those are the bits that I miss. So that, for me, that's a, that's a big kind of, that was a big failure of one I don't want to repeat. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Sid. What about a favorite quote? I know you gave us one earlier. Is there any others that you'd like to share? Maybe something else you live by? Yeah, definitely. Albert Einstein, imagination is more important than knowledge. For knowledge is limited, whereas imagination embraces the entire world, stimulating progress, giving birth to evolution. And whatever you do, you know, there's a great statistic that basically, you know, how many times does a four-year-old laugh in a day? It's about two to 300 times. Huh. And how many times does an adult laugh in a day? About 12 to 15. And apparently, whether this is true or not, that four-year-olds ask about 437 questions in a day. Their minds are so curious. They're just so wonderful beings that they just see the world with pure imagination and joy. And that's why that quote just inspires me. And again, if I ever get stuck, I just kind of go back into that quote and go, you know what? The answer's in your head, so just find it. Wow, love that. Well, so let's jump into the book writing process a little bit and just talk a little bit about uh, fear and doubt. I like to help the listeners if they're interested in writing a book. A lot of them might be scared or intimidated by the process. Is there a point in you thought about writing a book that you experienced fear and doubts of any kind? And if so, what did you do to help overcome it? Yeah, many times. I mean, I always said to people I was writing a book, and I think I liked telling people that I was writing a book, but eventually people kind of go, actually, I'm bored of you saying it. You know, when are you going to do it? And when I started doing it, I mean, I'm dyslexic, so I find words and stuff, you know, concentration quite difficult. So I started writing the book in a longhand way, which is kind of like, you know, continuous chapters. And then I really struggled to kind of do that as continuous narrative. So I thought if I, if I was reading a book, what type of book would I, would I want to read? And that's when I came up with the idea, actually, if I just write each chapter that you can read just in a minute, then that's really easy. So I wrote all of the chapter headings first, so all the topic areas, and I wrote, I don't know, maybe 80 or 90 of those. And then I just filled in the blanks. And it was just really easy to do it that way around. And then when I had that, I kind of moved them all around and kind of thought, that's the structure I want. So there we go. Oh, that's great. Great tips. Is there something maybe you wish you would have known before you started writing that you know now after having written your book? <laughs> that it ends that the process does end that it, it really is like the 26 letters you know there's an a there's a z and the process ends and it's okay you know there is you know just just keep pushing through you know it does finish and it's wonderful when it does you know but what's interesting is that when you finish the first book i've now read i've now written two more but that it's just once you've done one it almost like unlocks a different type of energy that you realize that you can just keep going yeah, that's very encouraging. Well, what about writer's block? Sid? Did you experience that while writing after you even had that, say, uh, aha moment where you found those, you know, outlining your chapters in a minute? Did you still experience that? And what, what did you do to help overcome it? 
Yeah, I just stopped and kind of walked away and, and did something completely different. So I'd go for a run or a swim in the wild. I do a lot of wild swimming. I would just do something completely different and not even think about the book. And then the fantastic subconscious that we've all got just kind of kicks into place. And then when you're ready, it just comes back out again. So, yeah, just to switch off, do something completely different and, and don't stress about it. You know, it, it really, you know, it just means that, that it's not ready to kind of come out at that point. Yeah, great tips. Well, what would you say now, say that the book's out there, um, obviously you've written others, and what's the best experience uh, you would say about having finished and published a book? I mean, we've had children as young as eight reading the book who've really struggled with identity. There was a lad of a friend of mine who had been sent home from school early and was in trouble with school. And he was really struggling with his behavior at school and his mom had got a copy of the book and she sat down and read the first chapter with him. And it's a chapter about positive and negative words and why we use those and why we think about them. And he read that chapter and did the exercise with his mom and and then he took the book to bed and over the next however many nights he read the book and then he started watching some of the resources with his mum because there's on some online resources there. Obviously, you know, with parental guidance and it's totally changed his behaviour. And, and when you have stories like that and there's lots of people, people who've been in prison, tell you how, how it's helped change their lives. Wow. There's no better fuel. Yeah, I mean, that's it. You know, that's just, it's amazing. It's magnificent. Man. Yeah, incredible. Well, said, I want to make sure I didn't forget anything. And so if there's anything like you'd like to share, or if there was a, a question you would have asked yourself if you were in my shoes, what would that be? <laughs> I think the one question is, how would you like it to end? Because, I mean, basically, you know, in 100 years time, most of us ain't going to be here. Yeah. So it's that whole thing of like, so, you know, if you want to write the scripts, they call it sort of living the dash, don't they? You kind of know the year you're born. You don't know the year you're going to die, but there's a dash in the middle. And that's kind of, that's your, t your lifeline or your yeah. timeline. And for me, you know, I'm 56. So, you know, I, I think I want people to come to my funeral and kind of go, he did good. He actually tried to make the world a better place. Did he make mistakes? Yeah, but that's okay. So, yeah, that's how I'd like it to end, where people kind of remember me with a smile and say thank you for bringing your creativity to the world and helping me move on in some way. Yeah, that's great. We are on a, a powerful mission, Sid. I want to let the listeners in on where they can connect with you online and maybe what you're up to next. Okay, so me with three E, so that's M-E-E-E, -E -E, books.com. Me with three E's uh, dot global is us. The two other books is the second one is Me and a Work Minute, which focuses on the world of work and the importance of work because we need to work. You know, work is good for us, you know, having purpose and, and meaning and stuff. And then the third one is Me and a Family Minute, which celebrates the fact that, you know what, whether we're a blended family or whatever, we are all family. We're all connected in some way. We have one planet. And to celebrate the fact that, you know, it's a small place, the world, and let's just get on and live a better life together. Really. Well, that's great. Thank you for sharing today. Sid, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it and uh, sharing your story. Wonderful. Nice to meet you. And thank you very much for inviting me. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content.